Wander Woman. The house is heavy and hot. The littles know something is wrong because mother is dressed in her candy cane, brand name women's suit, while she pulls out a pecan pie on Hollow's Eve. She hums a Christmas tune as she sets the steaming dessert down in the center of the table. It makes her so proud that her cheeks bloom to be as red as the small stripes on her suit. Until it doesn't, and her lips curve downward in sour disappointment. Mommy? whispers one of the twin girls as she peers over the giant oak table, barely tall enough to see past the stacked plating. But Mother continues to turn the finished pie around her gloved hands to find the right angle to set it down again. The quiet twin bites down on her lip as she looks to the two-minute older one to fix this. Please. Despite that, the girl is already trying. The older doesn't believe she can since mother is doing the thing again, but still, she squeezes her twin's hand and lets go to approach her. Mother is lanky and wispy, hard around the edges with thin and fried purple hair while her daughters are both tiny cherubs with coiled black and cloudy locks unique to them alone. It is no surprise, then, that no matter how much the older twin tugs on her skirt and calls for her, Mother does not leave the world in her eyes well above both of their reach. They cannot compete until she is ready to leave. Mother settles on replaying old Christmas tunes looping in her brain while she settles the pine plays. Oddly, in the same exact spot as before. She sings them loud enough that you would think they are playing through headphones inside her ears, or there must be a speaker set somewhere, but neither are the case. Footsteps echo from down the hall of the old countryside home filled to the brim with family from out of town and other rooms. Their voices tumble over each other through the walls of catch-up and good jokes and gossip. Before the girls can guess who could be coming, Auntie's husband leans against the doorframe. Mother fusses with the dinnerware as he surveys. It looks fine, Stacy, he says after watching for a moment. He inhales vapors from a small black stick as he winks at the girls. They've played the game many times, pretending he was the dragon they had to fight to protect their Princess Diana doll. The one mother said father flew to the UK to find them, though it was always the perfect gift Auntie found in a stroke of luck at some mom-and-pop antique shop. Brother-in-law almost smiles as they giggle, but then he notices mother hasn't heard a thing. He tucks the stick into his pocket as he pushes himself off the wall. Stacy, you can stop freaking out about how straight the silverware is. He touches her shoulder. We'll eat with it anyways. Mother turns into a rigid block of ice. 
Not that she tenses up at touch she isn't prepared for, but that her face does that thing where her eyes are ice daggers and her lips are terribly, unnaturally dipped. Do I bother you when you're busy, she says. This has to be the best Christmas ever you don't understand. Brother-in-law sits against the table. He sighs before he responds. Christ, this again. Your father still has a lot of your dresses in the attic somewhere. Why don't we go change and we can talk? He holds out his arm, but mother does not respond. Come on, you know I don't leave when you're like this. When I'm like what? She sneers. She pushes him away and starts mumbling about how he's shifting her energy. Goes back to fretting about something, except now it's the mess on the windows, but it's really the cotton ball cobwebs grandfather and all of his grandchildren put up. See, she sings as she turns to her twins. We have to make the place tidy for Daddy to come home to. He's been working to the bone for so long. I bet he brought you more presents. She swirls around again, tearing the decorations away. The twins look at their mother like she's a museum statue, with velvet ropes protecting and maintaining her chaos. Then they look to him. He tries to smile, but it doesn't work. And as young as they are, they can tell. They lock their chubby hands together. The quiet one just barely looks at mother as she says in her own way, Daddy's not coming home. No, he was never going to come home. They carry the name of a man they will never meet and their faces hold the complexions from an episode in Ireland where Mother thought she found him again. It's not Christmas, Stacy, brother-in-law continues. Could you just be here for your girls, if not us, for once? Please. This has been another episode of the Love and Stories podcast. Merchandise is now available if you'd like to support it and our future short films, and the link to follow the shop is in the description. Season 2 is drawing to its near close as well, so if you'd like to bridge the gap before Season 3 begins, sign up as a monthly supporter for exclusive content. Thank you for listening, and remember to follow wherever you're listening.